This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode 103, Preparing for Your New Dog. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hi, you guys. How is your May going? Mine is flying by, like literally, it is crazy around here. And why, I ask myself, I'm not sure, other than it feels like we are wrapping things up. We're putting the finishing touches on projects, school, soccer seasons, training, etc. And then summer comes, and ah, it feels so good. Anyone relate? In thinking about that, I know when you get a new dog or puppy, it can feel similar. It is busy. There's a fair amount of thinking and planning, stress, excitement, all wrapped up in one that can be a bit overwhelming. So for today's podcast, I thought we would talk about preparing. We coach thousands of families here at Baxter and Bella through bringing a new dog into their home and how to best go about it. We have an entire learning module dedicated to preparing for your puppy or dog. We help you set up your house and yard. Uh, puppy-proof things inside and out. We make training plans and socialization plans with you, give you travel advice for the car or the plane ride home. I like to set you up for realistic expectations when it comes to puppy biting, barking, and jumping, as well as give you proven strategies to do. Knowing what to do before it happens is super helpful. We find our clients who get into our online puppy school early, say three to four weeks before they bring their dog home, feel less overwhelmed and are better able to enjoy their dog from the get-go simply because they are prepared. You know the saying about if you're prepared, you need not fear. This is so true when it comes to raising a dog. Now let's go through each of these a bit more in detail so you leave today feeling that a little more prepared. First, let's talk about your home and yard. Are there any mouse traps lying around that need to be picked up before your puppy gets trapped in one? It's amazing all the things your puppy will find. So do a walkthrough and look for all of those things you want to eliminate as puppy temptations that have the potential to turn out painfully negative. Hide any open electrical cords if possible to prevent your puppy from getting a shock. For example, tuck them behind furniture, place them under rugs, or unplug them and set them on top of something where your puppy will not be able to chew on them. Ideally, you'll be watching your puppy, right, (laughs) if they're out and about, so this should not be a problem, but for the times that they get away playing, it is a good idea to put these things out of sight. Your puppy's young joints are growing and developing, so take extra caution before allowing them to bound downstairs, jump off couches or beds, as well as any other high places. That impact can do serious and unfortunate damage, so be careful. When in doubt, choose to carry them down the stairs and keep them off of things where they may fall or jump down. For example, if you want your puppy to sit on the sofa with you, just plan to simply lift them down when you are done. And in short, just be aware of the dangers in your home to help prevent your puppy's access to them and use baby gates as needed to prevent hazards. It is very helpful to have several places inside your home mapped out where you can place your puppy in order to contain them when you cannot watch them. For example, I have a crate in my kitchen where my puppy sleeps and takes naps, a small laundry room where I can use a baby gate to keep them in there while I work. I have a movable pen that I can put anywhere really as needed, depending upon what we are doing as a family. Likewise, I like to close all bedroom and bathroom doors initially to keep them out of those spaces until they are fully house trained. I can also use a tether. Some people attach 
hooks to their baseboards in random spots as tie down areas, or you can simply hook the leash to the inside of a door and shut the door and use that door as a nice anchor. Always supervise your puppy if they are tethered, but that does make another good space that they can hang out with you, but in a smaller area than just giving them freedom throughout your entire home. Now, remember to check your floors to make sure they are clean and free from small items or toys that your puppy might swallow. It's always a good idea to do a quick sweep of any anticipated play area prior to letting your puppy out to pick up any items you don't want them to chew on, such as socks, toys, magazines, books, stuffed animals. You know what I'm talking about. If they are out, your puppy will find them. Also important to note, make sure you know what plants are inside your house. I would say foods as well, and which ones are toxic when ingested by your dog. I have found it best, especially during the puppy stage, when they want to chew on everything, to just put any plants on a higher shelf where your puppy does not have access to them. Likewise, it is a good idea to know the common toxic foods for dogs and educate family members to keep your puppy safe. If you are not in the habit now, it is a good time to start cleaning off your counters and keep food in a pantry or other closed area in order to prevent any counter surfing as your puppy grows. Do your best to eliminate the temptations as a way to prevent bad habits you don't want later on. Training treats and food are very useful as positive reinforcement for doing specific behaviors and as a way to help your puppy want to achieve success. I have these readily available and accessible around my house and I strategically place them by my back door for when my puppy needs to go outside to go potty or by my front door so when guests arrive I have a really fast option to reward my puppy with good behavior. It's also easy to ask my guests to toss a little treat for my puppy um, or help them sit to be greeted first. So in my kitchen or another room where I, wherever really I spend a lot of time, I try to have food rewards available or toy rewards available to build and reinforce desired behaviors. Um, also choose an ideal spot for your dog's water bowl and always keep fresh water available for your puppy while they're out and playing. Do not put water in the crate with your puppy. It will be fine. They can get a drink before they go in or a drink when they come out. You'll also want to prepare a place for your puppy to sleep. So look around your house and figure out where ultimately you'd like them to sleep, but let's start initially right next to you. So preferably this is inside a crate, at least in the beginning, you could place the crate in your room close to your bed for the first few nights, just to help your puppy feel safe and secure. They're not used to being alone. Most likely they've slept with litter mates the past eight weeks. And so that first night home with you, they're already stressed. They're in a new place. They're with new people. So keep them close to you for the first few nights until they feel safe and secure in their new location. Similarly to doing a walk through your home, we want you to do this outside your home, looking for things your new puppy could get into, but shouldn't, as well as items they may climb on or jump off of that might be dangerous. We just want to recognize these dangers. Obviously, while doing your walk review, make the necessary adjustments to puppy-proof the outside of your home in order to complement the safety that can now be found inside. Oftentimes, a simple exercise pen set up outside in your yard is a great play area for them initially that's free from any of these other things that you're worried about them getting into. Choose a place where you would like your puppy's dedicated potty area to be and always remember to take your puppy to this area to do their business. Now on leash for at least the first several months to help create a strong habit as well as being right there ready to properly reward them for going when and where you wanted. 
Secure a contained exercise run, large kennel, or other play area for your puppy to run around outdoors. This could be an exercise pen for small dogs, a sturdy dog run, or another space defined by temporary fencing or an enclosed deck, etc. This is important if you live in tight quarters, close to busy streets, or in areas where your puppy could easily get lost. If you live in a rural area, you can decide how much freedom to give your puppy while maintaining their safety, as that should always come first. All right, for car or plane travel tips, check out our previous podcast, episode number 71. You'll find all the tips you need for those things there. Um, let's move into socialization. This is very important to think about with your new puppy. We socialize throughout our dog's lives, but there is a critical socialization window between three to 16 weeks, which is important to know about and recognize. We want your dog to feel comfortable around new things. So daily, we like to introduce our dog to a new smell, a sound, a challenge, a surface, a person, an animal, or place. We carry our dogs until they're fully vaccinated, of course but we want them to feel comfortable around things they will experience in their everyday life. We do this very positively by keeping it short, fun, and rewarding our dog along the way. As for training prep, what is it you want your dog to do? This is a really important question. If you have no reason to train your dog to stay for two hours, then let's not spend our time doing that. Now, some of this answer will come once your dog arrives and you start to learn about what they like to do, but in your preparation, you've probably researched different breeds and hopefully chose one for a reason that fits with your lifestyle as well. Now, as the two of you spend time together, you'll start to find things that you enjoy doing together, as well as be able to better identify your goals with training. However, it is still beneficial to think about this now and start to map out important skills you'd like your dog to learn. I find it useful to get the family together and start to talk about house rules. What will we allow the dog to do and what will we ask them not to do? Basics to start with, in my opinion, would be teaching a dog patience, how to wait and ask nicely for something they want. That is not normal dog behavior. They're wired to see something they want and go get it as fast as they can. So that's where I like to start is teaching my dog to wait for things. And actually, if they wait, good things happen. Now, we as trainers at Baxter and Bella are happy to help coach you through this part of the prep work. Simply click live help in our members area to schedule a call with us. Lastly, let me give you a few quick tips for common puppy behaviors. Knowing your puppy will do these things helps you prepare for it and know what to do in the moment rather than reacting and then second guessing yourself. You'll probably do that too, but that's okay. <laughs> now, when it comes to dog behavior, we do our best to set them up for success. Inside my online puppy school, you'll hear me say that a lot. I can anticipate when my puppy runs over to me, they will most likely jump or bite at me. I know that. I know that puppies who want attention try to get it in these ways. That's a puppy telling me they want to play, right? As I see my puppy running to me, my job is to show them what I want them to do instead. I don't wait for the biting or jumping to start. As they're running to me, I pop out a target hand. That movement attracts them to my hand. I hold it just above their nose so they look up. And as they're looking up and sit down, I mark yes as soon as they hit that rear end on the floor. Now, with the toy you already have in hand, did you see what I did there? You do already have a toy in hand, right? You give them the toy and start to play gently with them. Do not drop the toy. Keep it exciting by moving it around. After you've played with them for a second or two, then drop it, walk away and repeat. When your puppy runs to you, pop out the target hand, lure them into a sit, mark yes and reward, then play again. Drop the toy, walk away and repeat. 
What you've done here is you've started teaching your puppy when they run to you, sit gets rewarded. We've eliminated the jumping and the biting. They're not even doing it anymore. They're running to us and sitting. And as soon as they sit, yes, rewards happen. If you know why your puppy is barking, let's say that they're going to bark at you for attention. I promise that that will happen somewhere along the way. You can help them get what they want attention, for example, before they start barking. A lot of puppy barking goes away as we teach our puppies that patience, in fact, works. Stay work is very helpful with this. Now, inside our program, I help you with, what do you do, Amy, when I miss that? Okay, this is all great planning, (laughs) but sometimes I miss it. My puppy already is biting, my puppy's already barking, or my puppy's already jumping, and we help you with that as well. Now, I know you can't do this all day long, so when you are ready for a break, your puppy can go in their crate and have chew time or a pen where they learn to settle, self-soothe, and get chances to sleep. Puppies need 16 plus hours of sleep a day. That is a lot of sleep. If you have a rambunctious puppy who has a hard time redirecting, listening, or focusing, they're most likely tired and need a nap. Please let them sleep. Well, that was fun. I hope you learned something new and I hope you feel a little more ready when your dog comes home. Take some of those tips, try to implement them. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. We are happy to help. This is what we do. I hope you have a great week. Happy training. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site baxterandbella.com to contact me. 